Hey, this is Jeff Loveland. Thank you for tuning in to Anchor for My Soul podcast, where we want to give a message of hope in the middle of the storm by anchoring ourselves to the Word of God. In each episode, we will grow in our spiritual walk a little more as we use the SOAP Bible study method to dive deep into the scriptures, observe what God is teaching us, apply the lessons in our daily lives, and then pray about it. I hope this encourages you today and helps you go forward with Christ. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Twas blind, but now I see. Hey, welcome back to Anchor for My Soul podcast. This is your host, Jeff Loveland. What you just heard was the opening lines of the song Amazing Grace. What I love about this song is that it talks about how we were once lost and blind but then found and then couldn't see. Have you ever felt lost in a situation? Like you couldn't quite see how to get through something or where your life was headed? Did life throw you a curveball and now you're just trying to figure it out? You find yourself asking which way is up and how do I go forward from here? Each and every one of us at some point in time will become lost to some degree. We will face trials and become humbled when things start going awry. What worked before may not work again. And we become blinded by the situation, blinded by sin, and blinded by hurts and frustrations. And then we start focusing on that situation and ourselves, and not God and not others. We can become lost and spiritually blind. What once was joy and a life filled with happiness can then shift and then become a life focused on our problems. And then we get down and depressed, anxious, and more. We might ask ourselves, how do we get here? Do I serve any purpose? What is my purpose? Why did this happen to me? Then at that moment, we are reminded of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and why we need our Savior. We can't live this life without Him. We might be going through the storm, but we must remember that God never left us. He is with us. In that storm, it's important to refocus and seek the Lord. When we seek Him, we are found. As we seek Him, He will teach us and help us see what is true and not what we thought was true. This world, that depression, the problem at hand, does a great job of casting a shadow on the truth. But Jesus will shed light on that truth so that you may see. Of course, I'm talking about seeing in a spiritual sense. But one thing we know is that Jesus does miracles and he helps the blind see. With God, all things are possible. Before we start reading today's scripture, let me tell you about a recent testimony of mine. As many of you know, I've started the ministry called Faithfully United. And I absolutely love sharing about how God is moving through churches and ministries and kingdom influencers on my online episodes called The Journey. I've built relationships with churches and ministries and local pastors, and I help connect them to one another. And I'm there if they have any needs as well. From there, I started this podcast. I've been involved with church planning and serving and making a difference any way I can. 
However, I recently started to feel the pressure of providing for my family, working full-time, and yet serving the Lord, serving the church, and serving others. All of a sudden, I started to get burnt out, exhausted, easily agitated, down, depressed, and I felt like I hit rock bottom. All while, I could still help others, yet I was crying out to my Lord and Savior. I knew something was off. I knew that I wasn't being who I was originally created to be in that time. I was lost, and I was blind. But I was—I found myself asking, why am I going through this, and why do I feel the way that I do? Even for someone who does ministry, <laughs> we can focus on others and serving, and yet lose sight of Jesus. But good news, He is not far away. He is with us. Finally, I spoke with two friends of mine who are spiritual leaders that I absolutely respect, and they're able to point me back to God's Word and to remind me of who I am, who God calls me to be, and is still calling me to be, and to remind me of His love, His grace, and His mercy. Also, I was able to identify and see the areas from which the enemy has been attacking me from. I was blind to those areas. But by the grace of God, I was able to find help, relight my fire, refresh my soul, and then start attacking those enemies from those areas because I could now see them. The funny thing is, I had a meeting with one of those spiritual advisors, and during that meeting, he made reference to being blind. That night, I was with my friend CJ, and I drove and and dropped him off at the mechanic shop. But yet, on the way, we stopped at a gas station. While standing in line at the cash register, there was this awkward moment as I waited for the employee to just scan up my purchases so we just could be on our way. But there I was in that moment, and I was just waiting on her to just make a move and and to make the purchase complete. I wasn't in a hurry. I just stood there smiling and wondering, what is going on? (laughs) Finally, she reached under a paper picked up her glasses, and said, there's my glasses. I'm blind without them. I started laughing on the inside, and I thought how funny that was that she said that. And then I said, once lost, but now found. Blind, but you can now see. (laughs) She started laughing and realized what I was referencing. And she said, hmm, that sounds like a song. I said, it is a song, and it's amazing. (laughs) From there, we both got a pretty big laugh out of that. I bring that up because I thought I was just having one of those funny moments to bring joy and laughter to someone, not knowing whether they had a good day or a bad day, and hopefully planting a seed for God to water if she currently doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. As it turns out, the next day, I was thinking about that meeting, and then I thought about that joke at the gas station. That's when God reminded me. Those two moments were for you. You were blind, but now you can see. I remember it's just like a light bulb going off, one of those woo moments. You see, God knew exactly what I needed when I needed it, and He's always there for us. He refreshed my soul. He reminded me of His love, and He can do that in any way that He chooses. Little did I know that God would remind me of His love through a funny comment at a gas station. Was I prophesizing about myself and not knowing it? I just thought I was brightening someone else's day, not knowing that God was about to brighten my day. 
Friends, if you are going through a storm, if you have depression or do not know what to do, I just want to sit here for a moment and just remind you that you have a Lord and Savior who loves you very much. Also, there are many family and community members that love you very much as well. Do not lose sight of that. Do not become blind to that truth. If you are lost or blind, seek the Lord. He will help you see. So why do I share about these things that I go through? Because friends, if I'm going through them, sure enough, so is someone else. And I want to help them in this time be pointed back to God and be anchored in His Word and His love. And at this time, I just want to ask you, please turn your Bibles to John chapter 9. We will be reading out the New International Version, the NIV. John chapter 9, Jesus heals a man born blind. Verse 1, As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming, when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So he went and washed, and he came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, No, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were your eyes opened? they asked. He replied, The man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man? they asked him. I don't know, he said. The Pharisees investigate the healing. Verse 13. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had been blind. Now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was a Sabbath. Therefore the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, the man replied, and I washed and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, How can a sinner perform such signs? So they were divided. Then they turned again to the blind man. What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. The man replied, He is a prophet. They still did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. Is this your son? They asked. Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it that now he can see? 
We know he is our son, the parents answered, and we know he was born blind. But how he can see now, or who opened his eyes, we don't know. Ask him, he is of age, he will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders, who already had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. That was why his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. A second time they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God by telling the truth, they said. We know that this man is a sinner. He replied, Whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Then they asked him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they hurled insults at him and said, You are this fellow's disciple. We are the disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses. But as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. The man answered, Now that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. To this they replied, You were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Spiritual Blindness Verse 35, Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, for judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see, and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this, and asked, What, are we blind too? Jesus said, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. So that was our scripture reading for today. So let's observe what it was saying, let's apply it to our life, and then let's pray. Today's scripture reading can be broken down into three categories. Jesus healing a man born blind, the Pharisees investigating the healing, and spiritual blindness. Right away, we see the disciples asking Jesus, their teacher, the question of who sinned to have this man be born blind. Was it his parents or the blind man himself when he was born? Jesus then mentions that it wasn't that someone sinned, but so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Jesus then makes reference to day and night and that while he is in the world, he is the light of the world where hope is found. From there, Jesus spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, 
placed it on the man's eyes, and then sent him away to wash it out in a pool in a place called Siloam, which means sent. In other words, the man had to go. He was sent, and he was able to uh, see for the first time. And what a powerful testimony that was. So he was basically sent to go share that testimony. Since the man was born blind and could now see, the only way he could account for this was to glorify God, that Jesus healed him. That testimony is important. Our testimony is important. We have our testimony so that we can share and testify or give an account of what God is doing in our lives. A great example of this is found in Luke 8, where Jesus heals a man with a demon. Verses 34 through 39, it says, When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then people went to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them uh, how the demon-possessed man had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of Gerasenes asked him to to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. Friends, we need to declare what God has done for us in our lives. Our testimony, the way God has moved in our life with such love, faithfulness, and goodness. This must be shared. Our testimony can change many people's lives. In Psalm 71, verse 15 through 18, it says, My mouth will tell of your righteous acts, of your deeds of salvation all the day, for their number is past my knowledge. With the mighty deeds of the Lord God I will come. I will remind them of your righteousness, yours alone. O God, from my youth you have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come. After reading this, I also felt led to share about Matthew 5, verses 13 through 16, about being the salt and light. And when you have a powerful story and testimony to share, it's important that we go out and share it and let the world see. And that story is powerful, and it will <laughs> it will make a difference. But we need to be that salt and light. So Matthew 5, 13 through 16 says, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to the whole house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. 
As we go back to John chapter 9, I want to talk about verse 7. Jesus says, go, he told him. Wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So from there we know that the man was sent. He, he went and washed and came home seeing. So basically the man listened. The man trusted and had faith. The man obeyed the Lord. The man was blessed. And the man glorified God. What a powerful story. Before we move on, let's really put ourselves in the blind man's shoes for a second. Could you imagine not being able to see your whole life, having to rely on your other senses and other people, then all of a sudden, this teacher gives you hope that you can see. He puts some mud on your face and then has you travel out to a location off in the distance to go wash your face. So then you travel with mud on your face, not being able to see and slowly making your way to the place that the teacher mentioned. From there, you lean into the pool, you wash your face, you rub your eyes, and then you start to see things. You start to see the water in the pool, the faces of those people that are around you, and all of God's beautiful creations. (laughs) You can see for the first time. And how glorious is that? From there, you go back home and people start questioning you about whether you actually were blind and how you can now see and who healed you and where is this person? (laughs) A miracle. Not everyone's going to believe it, but it's important that it's shared. So let's move on to the next section. So now let's talk about the Pharisees investigating the healing. Because Jesus healed on the Sabbath, the Pharisees then said that Jesus is not from God, for their law was broken. They would then say, how can a sinner perform such signs? And then they became divided over this. From there, the Pharisees would question the man born blind. They would question the man's family. And then they would throw their power around. And we know this for the parents were afraid to be thrown out of the synagogue for making a claim such as Jesus was the Messiah. Therefore, instead of being questioned, the parents put the questioning back onto their son, letting him defend for himself and share his own story. And we know that the blind man, or I should say the man born blind, who can now see, continued to glorify God and point them to the truth by resharing his testimony and the miraculous healing that took place by God, Jesus. And verse 30 says, The man answered, Now that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. After that, we know that the Pharisees didn't care for this very much. So, they threw that man out, the man born blind. Which now leads us to spiritual blindness. Now, what a situation. You miraculously get healed by Jesus. You share your testimony of how good he is and what happened. And then you get thrown out. 
because the Pharisees didn't care for this very much, and they didn't really believe that this was the case, doubting Jesus, where he came from, and who he is. But we know this, that Jesus found the man again, and he made it personally known to him that he is Lord, and that he came here for a purpose, so that the blind will see. Verse 35, Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. 39. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see, and that those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, What, are we blind too? Verse 41. Jesus said, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. A couple things I wanted to point out about this. One, Jesus sent the man away, blessing him with sight. The second time that Jesus gets to talk with this man is when the man declares that he is Lord and that he believes. But he was blessed before that. Being able to see was what led this man and potentially others uh, that heard of this healing to believe that Jesus is Lord, that he is the Son of Man. That um, they're not able to just hear it, but see the truth for what it is. Also, this last line reminds me how much uh, Jesus and his teachings help us to know what is right and wrong, and to uh, help us be able to see things from a spiritual lens, having faith and hope of salvation and living a life that is righteous and more holy, walking in light in lieu of darkness. Those that didn't know right from wrong now are able to see that. However, those that claim that they already knew this are now blind to that truth and to who Jesus truly is. It really makes me think about this day and age that we live in, where some people have hope and are spiritually blind, some can see the truth, and some are just completely in the dark, not knowing what is right from wrong and doing whatever they feel is right. So how do we apply this to our life? Well, one, we need to remember that Jesus is the light of the world, and that he was sent here to help us see the truth. That Jesus is Lord. That God sent him here to wash away our sins. So that we, for those that believe in him, have eternal life. Number two, that we must go and declare how much God has done for us. Our testimony is important. We can't keep it to ourselves. We must be sent and we must go and share that good news. And three, we need to seek the Lord. We need to trust in Him. And that we need to see what He's doing in our life and how good He is. For He is good. And He is God. And with that, let's pray. Father, we thank You for being by your side. We thank you for being God. We thank you for each and everything that you do in our life. The things that we see and the things that we don't see. 
You're always there and you're always moving. Your love has no boundaries. Father, we just pray that we taste and see that the Lord is good. That we just get a a hint of it and just know that we can trust you in all things. Matter of fact, Lord, just open up our eyes to see what it is you want us to see, that you are good, that you are God, that everything you have is good. Help us just have bold faith just to trust in you and say, Lord, we believe in you, we trust in you, and where do you want us to be, Lord? What do you want us to do, Lord? You are in control. And what a blessing that is. Have our eyes see what it is that you're saying in your word. Have our eyes see all the opportunities around us to share your word. To live a life that reflects your word. Have people see something in us that is unlike anything in this world. Because it's only of you. Have our life reflect you more and more. Have people see something different that they've never seen before. Have us be that light, like that city on the hill, like that lamp on the lampstand. Not hidden, but shining bright. Help us see who you created us to be. And go where you created us to go and make a difference. Lord, right now we're just here and we're just saying thank you. Thank you for being God. Thank you for being such a good, good Father. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done, for going to the cross for our sins so that we may have eternal life, for being with us in the middle of the storm, and for guiding us. Holy Spirit, thank you for moving in us and around us and through us everywhere we go, teaching us, guiding us, protecting us. Once we were blind, but now we can see that you are good and that you are God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Anchor for My Soul podcast. If you would like to help us reach further and hear daily content in the near future, We ask that you share this podcast with your friends and also consider becoming a financial partner to help us reach further for Jesus and to share the word. We are blessed to have listeners who pray for us and go make a difference in the kingdom. Please check out our website, www.anchorformysoulpodcast.com, where we have our past episodes, information about the podcast, and even who I am. If you so feel led to become a financial partner, you can either go to our website or you can go to anchor.fm backslash anchor for my soul podcast. Together, we make a difference. God bless.